Hello and welcome to Full Contact Nerd, where we talk about fiction and storytelling in all its forms. From the weird to the fantastic, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, mysteries, anything you can ask for, we have it. I'm Chris Alvarez and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Chris Alvarez here at Anime USA 2019 with Bryce Pappenbrook. Uh, Got it, yeah. Thanks for speaking with me. Happy to be here. Cool. Um, So, how did you get into this business? So, um, I was kind of born into a family of actors. Mm -hmm. My dad um, was working on a show called Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about eight years old. I used to love to go to the studio with him. They had a bunch of the rubber monster suits kind of like lining the stairs up into the studio. Uh And uh, at the end of one of his sessions, they needed a kid. And my dad's like, he's a kid, throw him in the booth. And (laughs) that's how I got started. Okay. Um, And kind of growing up around the industry, um, I was able to audition for a bunch of cool stuff and uh, was cast in a bunch of cool things. And um, right after I graduated from college. I went to UCLA, studied political science and philosophy. It's a beautiful decoration on my wall now. Um, I, I just happened to be cast and then cast again, cast again, and uh, haven't looked back since. Okay. So so I guess you naturally had the voice for it then, you know, yeah, just getting I, into it. I guess uh, my voice hasn't changed since middle school, so there's that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of helped me fall into that young hero kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel like there's maybe just something in my blood that that brought me into the booth and it's amazing that i have the opportunity to carry on the torch for my dad yeah so what would you say are your strengths within voice acting like well i bring something unique to the table because uh i'm a lifetime martial artist um so i I really that was my first passion Mm -hmm. um and i i know what it feels like to throw punches and kicks. I know what it feels like to be punched and kicked. Mm-hmm. So I, I bring some of that authenticity and rawness to my performances. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm loud. I'm just kind yeah. of naturally <laughs> loud. And, and I've fallen into um, uh, a lot of roles with characters that just speak in screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do a lot of yelling in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my, my vocal conditioning was teaching martial arts and just yelling at kids and yelling at them. Um, you know, that, that yeah. helps. Yeah, you got that power projection there. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to no, knock no. you back with the power of my voice. No, it's cool. It's cool, <laughs> just demonstrating it. Yeah. Um, so, so since you started out early, you know, normally I ask uh, people – at what point do you feel like you really made it in the industry, and and did it change how you approach how, how your approach to it? Um, but since you sort of had this transition from the very beginning, do you have any moments where you kind of took that next step, maybe, and you know? It's hard to to put your finger on exactly the moment that it that it happened, mm-hmm. um, but. I've always kind of understood the ups and downs of the industry. So for a very long time, I, I kept a, a day job. I, I did web design and, and a lot of front-end development because mm-hmm. um, that's a perfect job for a voice actor because you can go and work a job, you can audition, and then you can do design mm-hmm. any time of the day. Mm-hmm. So I did that to kind of pay the bills until I felt like I was established enough to, to just be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's hard to put my finger on exactly when it happened or why it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something must have just clicked in me uh, where I cared just enough. Mm-hmm. Like if you care too much, it almost makes you nervous. And, yeah. and that comes through. But when you just go into the booth 
and you're passionate about it and you have fun, um, that comes through also. Um, so I think I, I got to the point where I was comfortable enough to just let loose and have fun and become the characters in those moments. And that's when I saw a big change in my career. Oh, okay. So when you're in the studio or let's say either rehearsing or in the studio, do you have anything special you do to prepare maybe? Do you do you have any props or any costume bits or do you move around or how do you approach that? It's funny that you say rehearsal because we don't really get to rehearse. The first time we see the words and say the words that our characters say is right when we're in the booth, mm. especially for anime. Um, and the majority of the time also with original animation, that's the first time we're kind of seeing that stuff. Mm. Um, so you don't get tons of time to rehearse. Mm. Um, I mean, my, my typical vocal warm up. I live in Los Angeles, so mm. I get in my car, I get in traffic and just yell at other people in traffic. It's a, it's a great vocal <laughs> warm-up. Um, I think when I'm in the booth, I just try to live in the moment. So one thing that really helps um, is making the faces that my characters make. Mm. So uh, I play a character uh, named Meliodas in a show called Seven Deadly Sins. Mm. And as we were kind of establishing the voice for him, I noticed his eyebrows were always really, really high. So the voice we ended up on, the only way I can do it is if I raise my eyebrows so high that it stretches out my vocal cords. Uh. It's the only way to do Meliodas' voice. So it really <laughs> helps me to kind of change my face. Even though you're not seeing it, mm -hmm. making the faces that my characters make really changes my voice. Mm -hmm. Is there any role that you've done that uh, you particularly enjoyed or felt really good about? Um, I've been so fortunate to have like a very long list of those kind of roles mm -hmm. um, that uh, it, it just felt like a dream job. And, and it just, you know, I've had a number of those moments where I was like, I can't believe I'm portraying this character. Mm -hmm. So I got to play a character named Red in Pokemon Origins. Mm -hmm. And growing up on Game Boy, I played Pokemon Red. Yeah. So it was like I was reliving my childhood being this character. Mm -hmm. um, I, I got to play, uh, I've worked on a number of the Final Fantasy games. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to work with Square, en Square Enix um, has just been amazing because I grew up playing JRPGs and Final Fantasy. So it was like I, I get to be part of those franchises now and it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Do you have any particular um, mentors because your dad was in the field? Yeah. Do you have any mentors or anyone uh, who, who really helped you advance your, your abilities and that sort of thing? Um, I mean, my, my real inspiration was my dad. That's, you know, my main drive to push forward and and really pursue this with everything um so he he passed away uh it's been about 13 years now um so it's really incredible that i that i have the opportunity to carry on the torch and and to continue to uh to kind of push this legacy forward and i i feel like my kids might even have the opportunity to do that um my daughter has kind of grown up watching me audition mm -hmm. and recently she's been interested in jumping in front of the microphone so mm -hmm. i've let her go in there and i've given her some lines from characters i've played mm -hmm. so it's really fun to see her kind of portray those and and have fun on the mic and we'll see if it goes anywhere right do, do you i mean do you want her to get into this industry or is it you know Maybe. I think, you know, I, I'm not trying to force her. Mm. I just want it to be fun because mm. I think if she enjoys it and it's something she wants to do, mm. then she'll be more successful. Mm. Um, so we'll see. We'll mm. see. Kind of undecided yet. Yeah. And I, I do have a, another little one. Um, he's nine months old. His name's Griffin. Mm. Um, so 
We'll see when he starts talking a little bit more. Yeah. He's got a couple words now. Yeah. But when he starts talking a little more, we'll see if he shows interest, too. He's pretty loud also. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not as loud as my daughter. My daughter wins. She's oh, yeah. the loudest in the house now. Well, he's still growing. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's working on it. <laughs> so um, what uh, sort of things inspire your like your voices? Do you come across uh, – maybe strangers or other family or, or someone who, who gives you ideas for, for ways to approach voices that you do? It all depends on the character. It's it's kind of different every time. Sometimes I'll, I'll hear people talk and just I, – I have a really kind of sensitive ear for voices and, and different sounds. Um, so I'll, I'll hear them and try to like emulate them um, or I'll hear, hear someone on TV and a character will kind of come out of blending my impression of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's different every time. Um, sometimes a character just comes to life when I see a picture of the character. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it it just it really depends on on that character. Mm-hmm. Did you have any roles where um, you really felt like it was a tough role for you to tackle, and but you felt you got it right? You know, like can you talk about sort of that that challenge? Sure. Um, I worked on a video game called Fire Emblem Awakening, mm-hmm. um, and when you work on those games, they don't tell you the name of it. You know nothing about your character going in, yeah. so you just kind of have to go with your gut. And uh, they showed me a picture of the character. Mm-hmm. His name's Henry. Mm-hmm. He's wearing this purple cloak and holding a, a raven and smiling, mm-hmm. um, or a crow and smiling. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in the booth, and my director that day, his name's Patrick Seitz. He's an awesome director and actor, great person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "All right, let's let's find a voice." Um, my first line was, "Yay, blood." Mm-hmm. So I, I just threw something out there. Yay, blood. And he's like, uh, he's more excited about this. So mm-hmm. I went, yay, blood. And he's like, uh, like a hundred times more excited about this. Uh. So I went, yay, blood. <laughs> he's like evil Elmo. Um, <laughs> so, so when that clicked, I got it. But it, it took a while to understand how insane this character was and how excited he was about these really dark things mm-hmm. but once i once it clicked it was really fun living in that space mm-hmm. how long does a full recording session take uh to complete a project generally it just depends on how much your character talks mm-hmm. so uh i've had everything from you know guy b in episode 300 where you come in and say one thing and then your character gets blown up mm-hmm. to um i worked on a game called tales of graces mm-hmm. um I, and I had 3,600 lines, and that was roughly an entire summer of recording. Um, I, and I, I only have happy memories of that that whole experience because um, I got to work with uh, – the director was Wendy Lee, who's one of my most favorite people in the world. She's just amazing to work with. Um, and I recorded for about two and a half months. Then I got married, went on my honeymoon, came back and recorded more as Asbel. Oh, wow. So it was, it was just an entire summer of good times. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Um, are there any roles you'd love to do? Any any series or characters, e- even characters that maybe will not be done again because it's done with? You know, would you? You know, what would you have liked to do or, or do? I mean, there's there's tons of stuff I still want to do. There's tons of roles where I, I see them and I'm like, that would be so much fun. Um, but I don't think like I would be cast in those roles because the people who portray them are the right people. Like SpongeBob. I would love to play a character like SpongeBob and Tom Kenny is definitely an actor I look up to. Um, but 
I would love to work on a show that's so like funny and lighthearted and goofy and um, it just looks like such a good time. Yeah. So maybe I'll get an opportunity to do something like that sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer? Are there any preferences for the kind of characters you do? Do you like the sort of the evil characters or the fun loving or, you know, any, any preferences in that? I mean, it's, it's really fun to portray someone who's just not you. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I'm happy being in the booth and recording, whether mm-hmm. it's a, the hero or villain, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what uh, current projects do you have coming up? Let's see what I can talk about. Right. So we sign these things called NDAs, which mean if we say the wrong thing, they'll sue us. So I, yeah. I always try not to get sued. Um, yeah. <laughs> so stuff that's coming that I know I can talk about. Um, I was just cast uh, in a show called Demon Slayer mm-hmm. as a character named Inosuke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be really fun. Talk about screaming. Oh, yeah. Inosuke screams a lot. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to give me a great opportunity to showcase my deeper range. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I still sound like I'm 15, um, I can I can get down there and uh, and <laughs> showcase that with this character. Okay. Um, so that's going to be really really fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, season threes and fours kind of in the in the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sword Art Online: War of Underworlds coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited to play Kirito again. Um, uh, the next season of Seven Deadly Sins is coming out in Japan. I hope we get to work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the final season of Attack on Titan is coming next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that show, I don't know if you're familiar with that title, mm-hmm. but for me, it's like take Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, and Lost, and put it in in an <laughs> anime. Uh-huh. And honestly, with with I was a big fan of Lost, and I feel like every episode you watch, you get some more information but that just creates two more questions so one answer two questions so Mm -hmm. i'm more confused than when the show started (laughs) um so i'm I'm very excited to finally get some answers um it's you know been a six-year journey to just be more confused um so I'm, i'm really looking forward to that cool um and then there's a ton of stuff I can't talk about. Lots of video games coming, mm-hmm. uh, more anime roles coming, uh, some really, really exciting stuff. I, I'm kind of set to have my best year ever as an actor in 2020. Oh, awesome. So I'm, I'm really, really excited. So what do you do to protect your voice? I just noticed you mentioned the screaming. Anything you do to keep yourself strong? Uh, well, you know, I've I've scream so much at this point I kind of know when I've hit my limit like I know when I'm going to do some damage and um, sometimes you have to like there's just nothing you can do to avoid that Mm -hmm. Um, and you just hope that when you're in there you have a director that understands and saves those screams to the very end um, which is which is what everyone typically does Mm -hmm. Um, so just understanding like where like what I'm feeling and know when I'm going to kind of tear my voice apart um, is really important. And sometimes we get to a moment and it's a very big, loud scream. And I, you know, you speak up and say, hey, let's come back to this. Yeah. Um, so knowing when to do that is important. Okay. So where can people find you on the web, social media and such? Yeah, they can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Bryce Pappenbrook and on Facebook uh, at actor Bryce Pappenbrook. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, any final thoughts or words? Um, 
thank everyone for all the support. Um, I will be screaming a ton in 2020, so I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for speaking with me. Yeah, great chatting with you. You too. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, Full Contact Nerd, please subscribe. Please also rate Full Contact Nerd and review it if you can. I have many more options to nerd out on sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. You can check out my website, chrisalvarez.com. That's Chris without an H. I have 20 mini-blogs on the site covering sci-fi, fantasy, horror, gaming, writing, mysteries, folklore, mythology, and many more topics. You can find my video playlists and my original videos on YouTube under Chris Alvarez. I cover sci-fi short films and games, fantasy fiction, horror short films and games, video and board game design, and more. You can get interesting news on fiction and fiction studies on my Twitter page, Chris Alvarez FCN. You can find cosplay and convention photos on my Instagram page, Chris Alvarez Sci-Fi. You can sign up for my newsletter on new books on my websites, chrisalvarez.com or fullcontactnerd.com. Thank you for listening, and keep imagining the past, the present, and the future.